Oh, yes. Oh, yes. We are just having the time of our lives here, aren't we, folks? You're, you got your headphones on or your Bluetooth speaker on or something on, and words from me are coming into your ear. And who am I? I'm Nick, titular host of the show program, Vignette, Nick Flanagan Weekly, a show that comes out sometimes more than once a week. Who can say? Sometimes I'm here by myself, alone, as I am right now. Other times, well, I Zoom with somebody. One year ago, I was just getting used to Zoom. Didn't even know what Zoom was uh, till February last year. And now look at me, I'm a dang expert, but not anymore. I mean, not right now. There's no Zoom right now. It's just uh, me. And if you've been listening, you know the deal. You know the whole thing. This is a show where I rock my thoughts to bed, throw them out into your ears, reverberate them in your head, and get them thrown back to me sometimes via email or tweets that you respond to me with. Uh, by the way, you can email me at weeklypodcast at gmail.com, W-E-A-K-L-Y podcast, at, you get it. And I am here on Toronto Island at the Artscape Gibraltar Point Residency. I've been here many times. This is probably the third or fourth time I've uh, recorded podcasts from here. So this is one of my favorite places, Toronto Island, magical land. The indigenous folk, uh, the Massasauga and the Huron, Anishinaabe, they use this for recreation, ritual, all kinds of things. Then you know what happened. People took it. And then a bunch of people lived on it. A bunch of like Toronto denizens, white white folk, I guess. And they made a town out of it. And then Toronto decided to kick everyone out of the town and make it into a big park. But those people decided they really needed to stay. So they fought for it. And so that's why some people live on the island. But I'm in this converted schoolhouse. This is the same schoolhouse that I went to like arts and science retreats weekly, much like I'm doing now, for, that were a week long when I was in elementary school. And now I'm back with no teachers telling me what to do, with no rules. Well, there are rules. I have to wear a mask in the hallways, frankly. But, you know, with no accountability from a teacher. Get up! Go to the cafeteria now! The first time I stayed at the school, in like fourth grade, I uh, didn't go to the bathroom for a week. I, I was, there were too many people around. That's just a fun thing about me. And I, I, I set these retreats up, especially since the pandemic, uh, generally to get back on track. Retreats, I call, I've called it a retreat like six times today. I've never called it a retreat before. And I've been calling it a retreat, and I'm somewhat ashamed that I'm calling it a retreat. It just feels like it's corporate speak, and I'm no corporate dog. I don't lap from the water bowl of a corporation. I'm my own person. Anyway, uh, I come here because I generally 
during the pandemic have been pretty unsettled. It's been hard to be focused. I have had small quarters, no particular space for my <laughs> workstation, I guess you could call it. It's a laptop and a mic and headphones and other things, pop screen. And then I, I, I come here and it really does regulate me. I'm only on my second day here. It's only a week long visit this time. And I feel just so much weight off of my body right now. I just, I don't have that much food. <laughs> I brought like some food, but not a ton. And that means I'm not snacking as much. My friend suggested ages ago to do that. Well, he inspired me because he told me he does two hours of uninterrupted writing every day. That's how he managed to be productive in the pandemic. And how did he do it with one of these apps? Freedom, specifically. Not a sponsor, but I'd love it if they became one because I don't necessarily want to pay the $25 yearly fee. Anyway, I downloaded Freedom, and just now, not long ago, I uh, wrote for like, with a couple of intervals, but I wrote for an hour straight, and that was new, and it felt amazing. Oh my gosh. So hopefully I keep doing that because I am into it. So it, it's, it's working out here very well. I went to some kind of a liquidation sale last week. It wasn't a sale. Everything was free. One of these remote, one of these companies, these tech companies on a big street where it costs a lot to rent, they just straight up decided to go remote and were like, we're getting rid of everything in the office. You can have it to the, not the public, but to some Facebook group. I got on it and I got like a, a screen. So now I brought a screen here as a gift to uh, this facility, but I'm using it and I feel awesome. Lots of free, I got a label maker. Not sure what I'll do with it, but it felt good to, to get a free label maker. I'm not going to lie. Things are changing. And that's that's the future, right? All of these places that used to have like ping pong tables and, uh, you know, group puzzles to do and parcheesi after work. They're now realizing everyone can just work from home and they can save a bunch of money. And who needs conviviality? I think that's a word. So they're all going to close. And I, t I, I know I said this in the last episode, but please, my dear listeners, keep an eye out for that. Those are the deals. And as I think I mentioned, things reopened finally in Ontario. That's the only reason I could go to the island was uh, during this period of time where there was uh, major restrictions put on people, a quote-unquote stay-at-home order quote, stay at home order, unquote. I mean, the way I put it earlier that I was just putting quotation marks around nothing. And I couldn't go. And uh, now things are open. You can shop at normal stores. And what did I do on the weekend? I went to a thrift store. I went to Value Village. I don't know if that was a good idea, but I went. I am now the proud owner of a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Cowabunga alarm clock. It is for sale. Lots of things are changing. I'm getting my second vaccine dose. A lot of people I know and love have their second doses already. 
What does this mean for the future? I don't know. But I do know that yesterday, uh, the director of Artscape Gibraltar Point, the hub here, they call it a hub. Again, I'm not 100% what a hub is. Would love to know the origin of the term hub. Does it have to do with hubby? Anyway, the director of Artscape, Andrew Loheed, a wonderful person whose Instagram account you should really check out because he's always talking about interesting stuff in Ontario and in the city of Toronto specifically. The history stuff. Interesting buildings. So if you like that kind of thing, follow him on Instagram. Anyway, he has left the job. And for his last day was the first day that I came in. And at the end of the night, there was a little a little party for him on a patio in a bar on the island. And I drank on a patio. I didn't even really, I don't think I did this last year when things were a little more open here. So that felt cool. And let me tell you, if you're vaccinated and you can go into a patio, I think I can safely say that maybe you should do it. Because it's going to take a minute to get normal. We might as well jump on in, get used to the cold water. Uh, cold water, in this case, being talking to friends and strangers, not over Zoom, which we've become masters of, but over the original Zoom, which is r real world. Do it. Do it. I drank two beers. And frankly, I mean, if people hadn't been there, it wouldn't have been that enjoyable. But, you know, I had these beers and felt all very cool. The weather's been great. It rained somewhat yesterday, but it was like just enough intervals between the rain that there was lots of time to be outside. Today I went to the beach. All these naked people wandering around. Things are getting back to normal. We are regressing to everyone being naked, wandering around. Not bringing enough food here and sort of limiting because only being here for a week, I, I didn't get any grand plans. I wasn't like, I'm going to do this and this and this and this. I was like, I'm only going to be able to do this much. So I brought way less stuff and I'm realizing that perhaps the way for me to be as productive as I as my potential to be productive is is by going without you can't snack if you don't got them you can't play 15 video game systems if you only have one I don't even have one here but truthfully I have an emulator on the computer that Allows me to play tons of different systems, but I'm not. I'm playing one game right now. Fantasy Star, one of the very first video games I ever played. Fantasy Star, a wonderful role-playing game. In grade four, I wrote a short story about it. I love this game so much. And I drew a picture of the main character. It was crude. Not vulgar, but I mean it was simplistic. So yeah, I am learning now. Finally years into my life, quite a few decades into my life, that you don't need to have... Sometimes having everything at hand means you will accomplish nothing. And, uh, But it's hard to picture where inspiration comes from then, if I'm not reading the newspaper, if I'm not going online all the time. 
Where's the inspiration going to come from? What am I going to write about or talk about? I feel like a balance is necessary. And I don't know where that line is yet. But I will learn it. And as I mentioned, the new world, I was worried I wouldn't survive. But I think we're, we're, we're edging into the new world. And I'm still alive, which is good. I'm still angry at people on public transit. There's maskless people. There's no enforcement of it. I'm not some Johnny-come-snitchy, but I don't love it when you're on a thing and you can't get away from people without masks. And because this city is the way it is, nobody really does anything about it. It's not very thoughtful on that person's part. And, you know, they say that if you have a health condition, you don't need to wear a mask, but... A lot of these people without masks looks like they don't have a health condition. I did have this discussion with somebody over on the patio there, and they did point out that, you know, everyone is very tense. Everyone is somewhat traumatized by what has happened. And this is something I need to remember. Do not judge too hard because we've all become freaks. And we've all lived in our own little cave making our own special rules. And now the cave... The rocks have been moved, and we have to go into town square and talk to each other. So we've got to understand we are all now more different than each other than ever. And we need to find that middle ground somehow. I'm excited. Being here was is really cool. I There's still very few people staying at this residency. Uh, and, and there's about 12, but 8 to 10 of them are all part of this collective that is making a short film, which is amazing for me because it just means they're on their own, the same schedule and I'm just doing my thing and I don't have to go into the common room and have like all these different interactions. And when we were getting our orientation, uh, they, we, we were asked about pronouns, and I would, I would say 80% of the, that group identified as they, them, which I think is amazing. I think this is something that you will have to keep an eye on because I think you're going to see a lot more of that. You know, the silent majority is not a bunch of jerks not wearing masks. It's, as they call themselves, envies, non-binary people. And that's really interesting to me, and I love it. The idea that the option to not really identify as a gender you've been handed is, it, it seems that if, that if you've never been comfortable with that, to state that publicly and not just keep it in your head and explain it to people you meet face-to-face hoping they'll get it, and now it's a accepted thing, a known thing, an understood thing to some extent. Uh, I just think that is cool, and I am jealous of you because I, my hairiness, I feel like it forces me to identify as a male, although I have a deep female energy that I'm sure you can feel. This has been a fun podcast to do. I felt like I had to do it because I always do these Tuesday night 
Zoom streams with all these great comics, and there were these two cool comics it's called In the Green Zoom. And I couldn't make it today because I had a couple of uh, work things I had to accomplish, and those were accomplished. But the downside was I didn't get to hang out with my virtual buddies and joke around and be entertained by how hilarious James Fritz or Maggie May or could name any of them, Matt McCarthy. They're all so funny, these people on the podcast, these comedians. And uh, I missed it. So it feels good to be talking, even if it's just one-sided, to somebody. Some bodies? Hopefully it's some bodies, and it's not just, not just one person who listens to this. Anyway, I'm going to go for a walk down to the water now. I love when I go to the water and it's glistening in the moonlight because I strangely feel like I've accomplished something when I go and I see the water glittering. Like just the idea that I'm catching that glitter feels like I'm doing some kind of work. But in fact, it's the moon doing all the work. Remember that, folks. The moon does all the work. Have a great life. I'll talk to you soon.